0: This is episode 297 of the Influencer Entrepreneur's Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I'm going to be speaking about how to improve email open rate with Liz Wilcox. And Liz actually participated in the email giveaway that I did probably about two-ish months ago now, and I am totally blown away by the way that she articulates email marketing. Because I know a lot of you get a little nervous when it comes to email. You feel like it's too techy. There's too many pieces. I don't know what to write about. Well, Liz is really going to break this down. And you'll hear me stop like the entire podcast interview just to tell her how brilliant she is. So, Let's make sure we jump in and listen to this. And as always, if you haven't already left a reading and review on your favorite podcasting app, I'm still offering my free content marketing audit. So make sure to take advantage of that by sending me a screenshot at Jenny underscore Melrose on Instagram. All right, you guys, let's dive in.
1: Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm so good now. I'm really excited for this episode. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Of course. I am always excited to talk about emails. I love talking emails. I love talking growing your list. And I think it's just so important. But I think even more importantly is the piece about improving your email open rate, right? Because that's what we really, really ultimately need. But before we jump into that, will you introduce yourself and your
1: business to my audience? Sure. So what up? I'm Liz Wilcox. Jenny already introduced me a little bit. But basically what I do is... You know that feeling when you listen to an awesome podcast like this, or you you go to a webinar and there's somebody out there that says, Oh my gosh, you got to email your people... It's, you know, for every dollar you spend, you can get 40 in return, something like that. And you get all jazzed up and so you go over to your computer, you open up ConvertKit or MailerLite or whatever the heck you're using and you're like, yeah, I'm going to make some money today and you sit down and then you promptly feel kind of stupid cuz you have no idea what to write. Well, I help eliminate that problem. I make email writing actually pretty darn simple. Um and, you know, like Jenny and I are going to talk about today, open rates, subject lines, all that stuff that seems really complicated. I really want to make that simple for you.
0: I love that because I do feel like, especially my listeners that are bloggers, they're used to putting out great content and then it comes to the email and they all kind of like shrivel up and don't want to go near it. So I'm excited to really jump into this. So let's start off. What is a good email open rate?
1: Okay. So uh, this is such a complicated question, especially with the um, the new Apple iOS update as of September uh, 2021 has kind of changed the game for us. So our open rates, I know, and I'm starting the episode really on a high note here. Our open rates are not as accurate as they used to be, but that's not to say we cannot use them to understand um, our emails and who's opening. So, I just wanna say that right now, email open rates are actually inflated. So, if you've seen in, you know, at the time of this recording, it's spring, early summer 2022. If you've seen in the last six months, since September 2021, that your email open rates have actually gotten better, perhaps not. They are anywhere from five to up to 20% inflated but that doesn't mean they're not consistently inflated. So if they're consistently inflated, if you're getting, you know, 40% across the board every single week, every single month, then you can just use that number as okay, you know, this is probably inflated, but at least it's consistent. And if it goes from 40 to 45%, you can you can, you know, smartly assume that you know it did increase by 5%. So it's not that they're completely inaccurate like they're all over the board, you know, we're not just throwing, you know, spitballs at the wall in high school. Um they are still accurate in that way that they're measuring, but they are probably inflated. So I want you to take that and know like, you know, good, bad, ugly, whatever, there's just always room for improvement. So right now as a blogger, um, if you have a, you know quote unquote small list, you know, maybe a couple hundred people, maybe a couple thousand, you should be aiming for that 30 to 50 percent range. And really looking at the welcome emails, and we'll talk about this. I think I'm getting ahead of myself, but really looking at those welcome emails to make sure those are the highest that they can be. and that's going to get your newsletter up too. So I would say anywhere from 30 to 50 percent, Mine personally, um, my welcome emails are about 80 to 60 percent open rate, and my newsletters are about 50 to 60 percent open rate. And again, that's inflated. We can conservatively, they're probably more like 45 to 50 percent, but that's still really, really good. So if you can aim for that uh 40% range, that's gonna be really good, even with the inflation, quote unquote.
0: So you mentioned a list size in the beginning and said if you were a smaller list, do you t- traditionally see larger lists have a less of an open rate?
1: Traditionally, yes, I do see that. But I like to say, like i I don't like the average metrics. <laughs> when I first heard, like the average. Uh, you know, open rate was something like 20% and conversion was one to three. I said, oh my gosh, why am I working so hard for one to 3%? I need to get in a different business if that's going to be the real thing. And so what I look at it like, if you can build a very firm foundation with your email list, if you can, you know, concentrate on getting people to open your emails, getting people excited, oh my gosh, Jenny Melrose sent me something. I can't wait to open it, right? Right then you can actually break that trend and have it be the opposite. The larger your email list, the better your open rate. I mentioned mine, and again, this is slightly inflated because of MPP, but right now it's, I think it's like 64.8% or something. I just sent an email out yesterday about my open rate. And that's because I look at it like a hurricane. If you've got a very firm core, the more water that comes into a hurricane, the stronger it gets, right? And so your email, your marketing channel in email, in the inbox can be like a hurricane with the more people that you build or the more people that you bring in when you have that firm foundation, it just gets stronger and stronger, like centrifugal force, right? Yeah. Um, So traditionally, people do say what Jenny just said, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can actually do the opposite.
0: I love it. Such a good illustration to visualization of what we're talking about when you're talking about that strong Poor. I will never forget that now because of that. Yeah, I'm from it's Florida. So <laughs> that so- makes sense. <laughs> so, does your subject line matter when writing an email?
1: Sure, it does. Um, you know, it's, it really helps. But what matters even more is again, just building that firm foundation and getting it to be like, oh my gosh, Jenny sent me something. Liz sent me something. If you can work on your email game to get it where people are just seeing your name and opening, then you don't have to stress about subject lines, right? And so what I want to liken it to is the inbox is the same as the mailbox. So you go out to your mailbox, you grab a few things. Oh, and you're not, there's no subject lines on the mailbox, right? You're looking at the sender. We do the same thing in the inbox. So you go out to your mailbox. Oh, that's a bill. I know I don't have to open that. That's not due till the 13th, right? Oh, gosh, this guy moved like three years ago. Please stop sending me his AARP stuff, right? Like I'm 25 years old. Oh, and then you get something. Let's say I send you something. Oh my gosh, Liz Wilcox sent me something. What the heck is in here? You open it right away. You can use the inbox the same way, where it's like, hey, that's a bill. I know I don't have to click on that for a couple of days. Oh my gosh, I thought, I thought, you know, I had unsubscribed from this. Oh my gosh, Jenny sent me something. I have to open it right away. So while the subject line, yes, of course, it totally matters. If you can, Again, in your welcome sequence and in those newsletters, lead with personality, your vision for your clients or students, and your values. Then that's what's going to get people to be looking at you know the sender and then the you know the subject line is just. Um, you know, icing on the cake, so to speak. But if you do want um, some advice about subject lines, I say just write them to a friend. Remember, we're getting that, oh my gosh, Jenny sent me something. So they're going to look at Jenny and then, you know, you know, open open about open rates, something like that. You know, it can be very simple. It doesn't have to be this enticing clickbaity thing. If, you know, you, if people really know you in the inbox, I hope that's helpful. It's, it is. It is. So you started to talk a little
0: bit about how we can actually improve that by making sure they know that it's us, by showing the personality. Can you go a little bit deeper about that? What exactly are we talking about when we talk about how do we improve email open rates and creating it so that they see your name and they want to open it?
1: Yeah. So again, we're building a really firm foundation. It think of it like, you know, you don't just build a wall, you lay one brick at a time. So in that welcome sequence, again, leading with a little bit of personality, your vision and your values is really important. So your personality. If you go to my website, you'll see, whoa, this lady's got a lot. Right now I'm wearing a backwards cap. I've got like an American flag and jean jacket t-shirt on right now. Like, you don't, But you don't have to have that kind of personality, but there has to be something about you that distinguishes you, right? There's a reason why Jenny invited me onto the podcast. There's a million and one email marketers. There's something about Liz Wilcox. It's kind of like a unique selling proposition, right? That people can connect with. People love that. You know, I've got to... Little different style. I'm very 90s themed. Even we're on a Zoom call right now. I have a framed border with my brand colors. You know, I've got a Liz Wilcox logo. It's got a star as an Ode to InSync in my logo, right? Very 90s themed. And people love that. It's a very easy connect, right? Either they get it or they don't. And so they're in or out very easily. So what pieces of your personality can you bring out? That are like, okay, people are going to get this or not. They're going to be in or out immediately, right? When they see my name, they're going to know, oh, that's the ex-lady, right? That's the NSYNC lady. That's the this, that, you know, oh, that lady loves Backstreet Boys, whatever, right? Just some part of your personality that you can bring out very easily and putting that into your emails. And then the vision, Okay. So I liken this to, have you ever seen Forrest Gump, Jenny? Of course. You know, the scene where he's running down the desert, he's like in Utah or something, and he's got all these followers behind him, just blindly following him. Well, get that image out of your mind. That's not how followers actually work, but they have to have a vision, right? When he turns around and he says, I think I'll go home now. Don't you think those people were probably pretty ticked off, right? We have to have a vision for our clients and our students and customers. So for me, you know, that personality piece is the 90s, right? And my vision is like with Liz Wilcox, if you get on the bus with me, like we're going to make money with email, right? So what is your vision for your people? Put that in a very simple sentence. Put this somewhere, you know, Pull over, write this down, dry your hands off if you're doing the dishes, write this down. Some sentence like, as much as I love X, I love the idea of you and Y even more. So X being that personality piece, Y being your vision. So mine would be, you know, as much as I love the 90s, I love the idea of you making money with email even more. Suddenly, they've got a bit of personality and they know exactly where they're going, right? And this you can put over and over again. Yesterday, I think I put something, you know, I made a little joke about in sync. And then I said, remember, we're going to make money together. Right. So putting that over and over again. And then those values. Right. There's a reason why, you know, Nike posts on International Women's Day. You know, they've got their Instagram account with women on it. There's a reason why Under Armour has, you know, social justice campaigns. This is not to say spew your politics everywhere, but there are certain core values you have reasons why you got into this business that you got into and putting that forward is going to help your message align with the right people and get people like Jenny and I were talking about earlier to say, Oh, that's from so-and-so, right? That's from you. I'm going to open that no matter what the subject line is, because I like her personality... I, gosh, darn it, I'm in for the vision, right? I want to make money with the email. And, you know, I share some of the same values, right? If you can put that forward in your emails over and over and over again, like, boom, again, it's going to be that hurricane. Like, it's going to be over for everybody else because you're going to be number one in the inbox.
0: That was probably the best way I have ever heard someone describe email marketing. Like... I'm sitting I'm here thinking... You can't thinking, see me, but I'm no, dancing. they can't. But <laughs> I'm telling you, it was brilliant. Like I have to stop and just like it really acknowledge the fact that I'm sat here and went, okay, I can say that. Yep. Vision. Yep. Mm-hmm, value. Oh, got it. Okay. Excellent. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. So we've talked about that whole idea of improving the, the open rate. Now, let's talk a little bit about click rate. What would you say is a good click rate? I know you already kind of said it before with industry standard and how you don't approve of. So walk us through it.
1: Sure. Uh, I would say, you know, you've got to aim for whatever your click rate, excuse me, whatever your click rate is right now, try to get it at least 1% better and then 1% better, right? So I I can't even remember what the average, you know, industry standard is, but I would try to say if, or I would try to get to 5% if it's not 5%. Right now, mine, I think is like 13.5%. And of course, that could be inflated. Click rates have never been 100% accurate. So I don't want you to stress. Like all of these metrics in general are never 100% accurate. So don't stress about, oh my gosh, but it could be this or that. Just know that it's usually, you know, Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Consistently inaccurate, right? It's never again all across the board. It's going to measure the same every single time. So, you know, whatever your click rate is right now, I know you can improve it and I know you could improve it by 1%. So just start with that. To get people to click on your emails again, right there in the very beginning of your sequence, however people, you know, join your list, get them to click. Having more than one Click per email, right? So, and it could be the same link. You know, I'm linking to this podcast, but I'm putting two or three in there. You know, I'm giving ample opportunity, making buttons or making the font larger, making it very obvious. Be direct in email. This goes for clicking whatever. Hey, click right here on this blue hyperlink to da 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 da, you know, to go to XYZ. Especially if you, you know, as bloggers, we're very business to consumer. You know, a lot of us, a lot of our audience might not be as tech savvy. I know when I was starting off, I was an RV travel blogger, and the majority of my list were men in their 60s. Okay. They didn't know what a digital product was. They, you know, they didn't know how to hyperlink anything themselves. And so it was very fancy where you know, I'd say, click, click these exact words to go to the blog post. Oh, thank you, Liz, for making this so obvious, right? Nobody's skimming. Everybody's on their phone. They just want it to be really obvious. So that in itself can help you with your click rate. Again, putting more than one opt-in, so to speak, putting more than one opportunity for them to click. And I actually cannot stand the rule, the email marketing rule of one email, one job. Again, people are really distracted. And if you every single time, this goes back to getting people to open too. every single time, just have one link to one thing. If they open two, three emails in a row that they are not interested in clicking that one link, are they going to open that fourth email? No. Oh, Liz sent me something. The last 3 times, it was boring. I'm not going to open." And that actually can make your open rate and click rate go down. So having a little variety, not being afraid to send a sort of, you know, mishmash of, you know, hey, I got this going on, and this, and this, um, and letting people decide, that will up your click rate like crazy, especially as bloggers. If you've got content, if you're a content creator, you've got several different things what I used to do um, in my blogging days at the very bottom of the email, I would say, P.S., here are your RV resources for the week. I would link to one blog post of mine, a blog post of somebody else, and then an affiliate link for something that I think that they would want to buy. Oh my gosh, my click rate was like 10, 15% um, because people were, you know, it was like a menu, it was like a little buffet. Oh, yeah, I'll click there. And I wouldn't just say, you know, the blog post title. The last thing I'll say is, you know, I'd say, like, click here if you're interested in da da da. Or you might like this. Click here for an article about it. Or if you're in the market for a new air fryer, check this one out, right? So it wasn't just, you know, boom, boom, boom. It was like me talking specifically. Again, if I was talking to a friend, about all the findings that I had you know, discovered that week. I love
0: that. Because it is. That is what you traditionally hear is you hear one link going out multiple times in the same email, but the same one. But that does make sense as far as improving click rate. So yeah. how do we actually turn our email list into buyers?
1: Boom. My favorite, my favorite, favorite question. <laughs> so yeah. What's the point of emailing if we can't have a list full of buyers? Currently, my list is about 40% customers. And I'm almost at 5,000 at the time of this recording. So it's really fun for me. It's kind of like a game. Like, Ooh, how many buyers can I get this week? Right? I'm very focused on the number of customers I have. So how do we do that? Number one, again, set that foundation right there in our welcome sequence. We have to tell people, hey, I'm going to sell you stuff. This is a marketing channel, right? It's not like on Facebook where we expect ads. You know, We go to Google, we expect ads, we go to blog posts, we expect Amazon links. Email is a little different, right? It's this private channel. But if we are, again, explicit, very direct upfront, it will flip a switch in the back of our subscribers mind. So, I recommend having an entire email in your welcome sequence dedicated to setting expectations. The same way Jenny does an intro on every single podcast, she tells you who's coming, kind of a little summary, where to get things, you know, et cetera. You've got to do this in email, right? And so, it's the point I want to make the one bullet, if you do nothing else, this is the ding, ding, ding moment of the episode. You've got to say in an email somewhere. I am going to offer you free and paid resources, free and paid products, free and paid services, whatever words you want to use. If Even if you don't have any right now, if you're listening to this, oh yeah, one day I'm going to, let me write that in my diary so I don't forget. No, do it now. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> um, because it just, again, it flips that switch in the back of someone's mind. Like, oh, Jenny is a business. She's going to offer me free and paid products about X. If you have products already, this is where you put sub bullets and you say, you know, like my tried and true da da da, or my group program this, or my $9 membership, or whatever, whatever. And don't expect anyone to purchase from that email. But again, we're getting our click rate up. If people click, they open. And then we, they're also seeing the, you know, quote unquote buffet of options. So, that when you send out a newsletter, like, hey, don't forget about my 20 minute framework, da da da. Oh, yeah, I remember she sent me that at the very beginning. I was kind of interested. Now I have a little bit of money. Let me check it out again, right? The average person, you know, I think it takes something like seven no's to get to a yes. So, you've got to continuously put offers out there. You can do this very casually in your newsletters. Hey, don't forget, I have this. If you're in the market, Check it out here, right? And when you launch, you know, they, people will pick it up when they're ready. People don't buy when you sell, they buy when they're ready. So just putting it out there upfront as an expectation and then continuously selling in newsletters is a great way to uh, turn your email list into buyers. So good.
0: So you've talked a little bit about the importance of that welcome sequence, right? Um, I love that you gave those points as far as making sure that you're letting them know that you are going to sell to them. Because I think for bloggers, that's hard because they're so used to putting out free content and not selling anything. Um, So you have a mega swipe file. Can you tell me more about it?
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking, Jenny. (laughs) So... Yeah. Again, as you're listening to all of this and your head might be swirling, I know email can seem really complicated, but I mean, what I say, I want to make this simple. So if you want to see all those welcome emails, I was talking about in actual action, like what would that look like to write that down? My mega swipe file has the entire welcome sequence. It's just four emails. They're already written. You can take it and make it your own. Also, I've got three newsletter, um, Examples so you can see what the conversation looks like going forward. If you're like, okay, Liz, I've kind of got this welcome sequence, I've been building my list. I give you newsletter examples because I always say, like, if it's taking you longer than 20 minutes to write a newsletter, you're doing it wrong. So you can see some examples there. And if you, you know, you're listening about 15 minutes ago, oh, Liz, but the subject line, I wish you would have talked more about that. In this mega swipe file, you'll also get 52 subject lines completely for free. So you never have to write from scratch. You're going to have a prompt. So you'll get that entire welcome sequence, 3 newsletter examples, and 52 subject lines completely for free. You can just go to LizWilcox.com. You can hit that hot pink button in the top right-hand corner. Get it all for free. I'm sure it's in the podcast uh, show notes as well. Right, Jenny? Yes, we're going to link
0: to that for sure. And Liz, where else can they... Connect with you to get more information? Do you have a podcast? All of that kind of stuff.
1: Sure. So, of course, I'm an email marketer. So, I'm going to pitch you again, get on that email list. You can see everything that I'm doing um, as I do it. I write one, maybe two emails a week. And I want you to take these emails and make them your own. Like, I, everything I write you can take and make your own. If you're really into the 90s like me and you want to learn email marketing, you, you feel like you like my style, um, I am also most active on Instagram, the Liz Wilcox, T-H-E, Liz Wilcox. I share pictures. Like I said, I'm from Florida. So I share pictures of the beach, uh, old, very weird, very niche in uh, sync memes. And um, of course, uh, advice on email marketing.
0: Excellent. We're going to also link to that, of course, in the show notes. Liz, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to speak with me and share your knowledge with my audience.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see what everybody does with email. Excellent. All right.
0: There you have it. Liz was so good at really breaking down how you can create that open rate and improve it so that people are going to want to open your emails by really showing your personality, your values, and your vision. I had to stop her as you heard me in this recording because I just thought that that was so important. Make sure that if you haven't already, hop over to the show notes and grab her mega list swipe file. You obviously could hear there's a ton of great value. I'm grabbing it myself. If you haven't grabbed it, you want to send me a a DM via Instagram for me to send it to you. I can absolutely do that. Uh, But otherwise, if you haven't already taken advantage of the content marketing audit that I am doing for free by leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcast podcasting app, please do so. What are you waiting for? All right, you guys. Until next time, I'll see you all then.